for example, for one landlord, we measured the number of uh, viewings, digital viewings, and it was uh, at least eight times, eight, eight times more yeah. than live viewings. You, you just send the link. We have uh, clients in three countries right now. We, what happened with what happened with the UK was that we we got accepted to Pilab's acceleration program. Hello, my name is Alexander Morari, and this is uh, our podcast about Central and Eastern European startups that are in pre-series A stage. And today, the special guest for tonight is uh, Bogdan Nikuara, the co-founder of Bright Spaces. This is an interactive digital solution for showcasing office space with a modular approach and with all the additional information available in a user-centric design, or should I say tenant, tenant-centric design, yeah? Bunasara. Uh, Buna Sara. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Glad, glad to be here. That was the perfect uh, hello for in Romanian. Um, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I speak some <laughs> Romanian. Not, I speak some Romanian. Not exactly writing poems already, but anyway, so I will understand if you say what's happened in Romanian, which uh, is not relevant to this discussion. As a warm up, Bogdan, um, you sure. are in a you could say what a AR space or VR space? How would you say? Would you call that AR? Right. I mean VR. Um, I, we are definitely in the VR, web VR space, but we are also moving uh, towards uh, some AR components in the near future. So I was future. right not to be quite sure, right? Yeah, yeah, and and okay. it, to be frankly, the the entire industry will will move to XR, like 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 a mixed reality uh, where you could uh, see the same space from different devices and perspectives you will have glasses you will have lenses you will have uh, yeah. screens and we're now focused on screens because this is the most used type of device where you can see uh, 3d items yeah especially for traditional sectors or verticals like real estate right and especially in this real estate exactly. leasing and so on which is very much uh, opposing the or used to oppose uh, actively, right, to all the innovation and so on. Like now with the advent of PropTech kind of uh, as a new VC uh, focus area, more and more investments, of course, are done in PropTech. And this is now, I guess you are now writing the, like you're, you're trying to write two waves of uh, opportunity. One is PropTech is getting momentum. Two, COVID, three uh, landlords of office assets have problems getting clients, right? And they'll, they will do whatever it takes to entice. But before we, we go into like deep dive about your product, I cannot, I cannot uh, miss the opportunity to ask you um, what you think about Metaverse. Uh, maybe the... Um most used term nowadays, even yeah. in our office and, and outside. Uh, the truth is, I think it's uh, this, we're living a moment where metaverse is actually heard, but the metaverse is here um, like forever since we have internet. So metaverse is actually the, the digital part of our lives. And we started with uh, writing, writing, then with pictures, we moved to videos, then we moved to live uh, interactions like we are having right now. We're, we are in a metaverse. We are in Zoom's metaverse right now in a live or a recorded uh, session of, of, of Zoom. Uh, 
the thing that is now added is the 3D environment because technology just got there and we can see the corporate version of the metaverse. We have Meta, we have Microsoft, the Unity, Unreal, um, Google, everyone is, Apple is now stepping into the metaverse, but then we have the decentralized part. We have the blockchain, we have Decentraland, Sandbox and so on, the NFTs that can be created and used inside the metaverses. Um, so we are living interesting times with the metaverse. We're definitely in metaverse, right? Bright Spaces is in metaverse from the inception, but now we're also stepping in, um, in, in into it um, more with, with, with all the new features that we will launch this year. Okay, so in a nutshell, you are a proponent. You think this is a good direction um, to transfer most of our life uh, uh, privately, business-wise, into metaverse of this other type, which is completely not. Not I completely disagree with you as far as like what we're doing right definitely now. Definitely not. So, so definitely yeah, no, okay. not. Okay. I'm not. I, uh, what I what I think about tech is that tech is um, like like a knife. Uh, you can use a knife to cut bread and feed someone, but you can also use the knife to do uh, harm things to, to yes. people, right? Yeah. Technology yeah. with technology is the same. So I believe that technology can enhance a lot of the processes that we are um, using right now in our lives, but it can also do a lot of harm if we get um, uh, into technology and forgetting about the real life. Yeah. So I have a small baby right now, one year old baby, and he never looked at uh, a phone screen right now because I know that the rest of his life will be absorbed somehow by okay. the digital part. And I want to keep him away as much as possible right now. But the truth is uh, the metaverse can help us in, in many ways. It's mm -hmm. only a matter of how we use it. Yeah, okay. Interesting. But you know, the direction, I mean, last comment here, you know, the direction is basically to make it as heavy as, as, as metaverse presence heavy as they can get, right? With all the retailers going there with all the, like, you, you, you know, this like uh, Adidas uh, NFT uh, sets yep. went public and sold out in seconds. I mean, dozen seconds, right? Or something. And the revenues were 60 million. This is like proof of concept for all the other ones. And uh, young people will not be able to avoid this, and they will be sucked in, you know, as 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 like feathers into a vacuum cleaner, right? This is what I mean. Um, but you are on the positive side that there are good side and bad side, and it's up to you to decide how uh, how what how how sucked in you are by metaverse. And the issue yeah, I have is that the young brains will be able to discern. I mean, to, to, to understand the, the uh, risks somewhere down the, down the road. You know why I, I believe that uh, uh, we still have a chance of, of working, uh, working with this in the right direction? Mainly because if you look at the trends, uh, yeah, the, the tech trend is towards uh, uh, a unified, let's say, metaverse where you get absorbed, as you said, uh, and all the advertising and all the uh, the even the media and a lot of uh, the social encounters will happen there. But if you look like on the trends of um, well-being, well-being is growing a lot in the last, has grown a lot in the last years and it is still growing. We have a lot of meditation apps. We have um, uh, sports apps. We, we have um, even apps like uh, I'm, I'm not sure how, how that app is called, but they pay you to like go outside with your friends. Yeah, or yeah, they yeah. Give you yeah. some, some, mm -hmm. some 
tokens or so i believe that there will always be a balance between the two because um if if not we, we will become the matrix now it's uh, very fashionable because we have matrix four but uh, uh um, and i don't think that even even the, the ones that are building uh metaverse they don't want that kind of a future uh, dystopian future they yeah. just want to enhance some things obviously profit first right now but come on, let, let's take some other uh, um, influences like we have esg right yeah. environmental social and government uh govern governance uh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, concept uh, then we have um the the flat self-managed organization model yeah. like teal and holacracy, holacracy. Yeah. then you have uh the sustainability which is a huge uh thing right now all over the world you have um all the all the new concepts regarding well-being in, in the end that tell us we need a future with best of both worlds we need nature we need the 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 this round ball that we're all sitting on and maybe some other round balls uh if we are to listen to to elon musk like uh, going to mars and other planets but we also need technology in order to further enhance our capabilities and to get rid of uh um things that we are almost there like poverty like um bad jobs uh, uh and uh, even mm, violence why not okay so bogdan and how how do you uh, plan to contribute to the future metaverse what product are you developing what are you doing well, <laughs> in real verse uh, yeah. in, in real verse i believe that what we are doing right from the beginning with with uh, bright spaces is adding this um digital layer on top of, of a very traditional old industry which is real estate uh, and before talking about virtual land and virtual assets nfts and so on what we need is to actually um optimize and enhance the current processes the leasing yeah. of office space the selling of mm -hmm. uh, apartments everything can be enhanced by technology and i believe that we are at the right time with bright spaces and with combining this uh, ext extraordinary technology 3d visualization on a link like you can open it from wherever you are on whatever device you have connected to real-time data so just combining these two concepts this is what we are doing in the end this is what bright spaces is doing connecting uh, visualization with real-time data we can solve a lot of very from very small to very big problems in the real estate for office retail industrial uh, we hope to to actually uh, uh, in the next years to be all around the, the the real estate space not not just office this is the vertical you mean other started, asset types other asset types okay yeah, yeah. so 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 in a nutshell imagine i am a, a potential tenant in bucharest right and you're based in bucharest i understand right yes yeah so imagine i am a potential client i want to uh, i want to rent uh 500 meters in bucharest and then i find out about your company guide me by the hand guide me through the process of how your pro your, your product and your application will help me uh hire a better place cheaper sooner uh, easier and so on okay well the the fact is that we are helping the landlords more than uh the, more than directly the tenant because the landlords are our 
uh, clients. So what we are doing is creating yeah, at some point, the landlord, landlord will need you to help them uh, rent out some office space. And let's start exactly, at this point. So, exactly. so, so here is a landlord. Uh, on the other side, there is a potential tenant from I don't know Boston, and we need five hundred uh, to outsource our like IT department, whatever. And and in between us is um, Bright Spaces uh, application platform, right? So how do you help us get married business wise? Well, uh, the tenant will uh, either come to a broker or directly on the landlord's website if they yeah, are yeah. looking mm -hmm. for a certain brand, and they will see uh, the digitized digitized version of the entire portfolio of office spaces for that landlord. They will search for five hundred meters of office yeah. space, and they will see. Uh, all the information about the location, about the technical specs, the health specs, which is very important right now, uh, sustainability specs, and they can choose the right space for them. They can step okay. inside that space and see it in 3D in a virtual uh, uh, dollhouse model, but also first person model, like in a game. And you will move around and see that space with different fit out proposals. And if you mm -hmm. like that space, you can engage directly with the landlord through the platform. and the this is where the second part uh, of the platform comes in, where we um, um, take all of that, uh, those requests in a, in a CRM, and the landlord can further engage okay. with, the, uh, with the potential tenant after that. Yeah, and do cover only uh, new assets in construction phase or standing as well? I mean, standing buildings. No, no, also standing. So we have okay. uh, uh, off-plan buildings, which are extremely important because you can see spaces which are not already finished, which are not uh, built. But also we have uh, refurbished uh, spaces um, that need a, a new way of showcasing to new potential tenants. Mm -hmm. And then you, you come Imagine that Bright Spaces... Yeah. So Sorry, I wanted to say that Bright Spaces also, also brings a, a slight, uh, uh, an interesting thing because if you have a space that you know will be uh, uh, free in six months or nine months or even 12 months, because for long leases, this is the amount of time needed to uh, conclude a lead, you can actually start preparing to pre-lease and pre-lease that space long before you would do it if uh, you wouldn't have bright spaces or, or a similar tool, because you cannot just come and visit through that space when the, the, the people are, are still there. It's yeah. difficult. That, that's okay. inconvenient for all parties. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'll tell you this. So class A offices will survive any crisis, I guess, more or less, right? And then the big issue and big issue will have uh, class, let's say, A minus diplomatically, B, B minus and so on. They will have issues. And this is, this is where I think there's an opportunity. Standing assets, standing office assets, uh, helping them, uh, as you say, do the um, do the or oh, start the leasing. Let's say several months before they know for sure that they will lose a current tenant. That's interesting. But imagine, uh, imagine there are th there's life already in the office. So would you come and you would what you would scan this uh, to make a three D model using uh, using Metaport or, or similar or your own hardware? How would you start with that? So imagine imagine this is my office, okay, two hundred meters or so, and let's say I want uh, to, to leave, and landlord comes to you saying, "Come help us." What would you do, or will you digitize? Will you make a three D model based on uh, architectural paper or on physically scanning the space? What's your approach? It, it depends where we're using both uh, ways of doing it. So we are creating 3D environments from scratch, from 
cow models or even like images, but we can also scan it with Matterport uh, uh, and then virtually stage that. So on top of an open uh, plan uh, Matterport scan, we can add uh, 3D furniture and separation walls and uh, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And that can be integrated into our bigger platform where you can see the building and where that space is positioned on the building um, or in 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 the project. Okay, and now floor plan is usually what's most important. And, you know, landlords are selling um, using imagination of the tenants. And uh, can you create floor plans as well? And can you create, can you adapt floor plans to the potential tenant's needs? So, for instance, I say as a potential tenant from Boston, right? I say 500 meters and we want this to be divided into five separate rooms, 20 meters each and then open space. And then it should be white and 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 our furniture should be white as well, for instance. Would you be able to tailor, to tailor this or you do three, four options with landlords and that's it as a black box? Uh, that's a, this is a, a very, very good question uh, because uh, this is something that we are actually start starting to do right now. We're offering... Uh-huh. Um, um, a plan, a monthly plan to create the fit-outs. Um, we have internal architects. We're, we're calling them work workplace specialists because they're okay. specialized in workplace. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we can create... The, the cool thing about um, this service is that we can create the test fit, which is something normal. Every, every landlord is doing that for potential tenants. But usually those test fits are a 2D model. Yeah. And you have uh, only the spaces there. What we are building is the 3D model of that test fit faster than before. And they can actually step inside and see what they like or don't like in that, in that uh, uh, place. And uh, we're now adding some functionality to comment on, on the test fit so that we can come back very mm-hmm. uh, fast with a, a new proposal. Uh, even if right now this will be done manually with architects we are also working on on automating this because everything can eventually be automated with the help of uh, uh, very good knowledge from uh, specialists but also ai so we see a future where you will just complete a form like what you need for that space and instantly the software will place the rooms and the furniture according to your needs or some options according to your needs uh, for the test fits. We're not discussing about the final design because for the final design, there's a huge budget involved and generally you come with your own uh, uh, interior designer and so on. But before you know that you want the space, this is a very interesting window of opportunity for landlords to show that that space is actually the best space for a certain tenant and its needs, his needs. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And viewing right now is a pretty pain in the neck, right? Uh, so you cannot afford, as previously, to come over for a week or so and have 100 viewings with agents. And so I guess what you're doing is to uh, to make to make the viewing l- l- less uh, physical and more reliable at the same time, right? So uh, all the stakeholders of a leasing ev- leasing office leasing event save time and effort basically and then they can pinpoint three five uh short listed right office spaces exactly. to go through yeah. okay interesting 
Interesting. Get have you, have you ever calculated? Case. Yeah, have you ever calculated the value that you're bring, bringing to stakeholders? I mean, there's landlord, there's maybe an agent or something. There's tenant. Um, bef without your pro your your app, all of us have to gather in one specific place and spend half an hour, uh, one hour maybe in one office, right, to review. This is time and this is time and money, right? For everybody involved, yeah. do you have any like ready, ready at hand, like this calculation? What what value you bring no, to a? No, we don't have we, we don't have them. Um, mainly because uh, in order to calculate them, we need a lot of data, and mm -hmm. all the data that we have is uh, through COVID, so uh -huh. which is kind of weird. This is not a normal um, interval to 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 measure. I see, I see. Because uh, you're, you're a young company, right? Yeah. This is what you mean, like your practical experience. We are young and also everything that we lived, we lived through COVID. So we didn't manage to, to see how it was with Brightspaces before COVID. But, ah, uh, we will okay. probably measure that uh, in the next years. Uh, it's, it's what I can tell you, for example, for one landlord, we measured the number of uh, viewings, digital viewings, and it was uh, at least eight times, eight, eight times more yeah. than live viewings yeah, yeah of course easier course, you just, like, just send a link yeah you, you just send a link so sending a link <laughs> it's easier than getting someone in a, on a plane and uh driving them to the location and so on okay wow interesting so business-wise how many clients you have there now i know you showcased a couple of landlords uh including big international uh developers like skynska and, and some other and um, uh, are you now based like only Romania? Uh, do you have international footprint? We have we have uh, clients in three countries right now. We have uh, in Romania, we have in the UK, and we will announce um, very very soon our first uh, collaboration in Hungary. Cool. And how come you have such a uh, like wide horizon? Romania, Hungary, like neighboring countries, easy to manage and expand, and then all of a sudden this jump to UK. And by UK, you mean London or uh, another city? Uh, it's uh, close, closer to Manchester, and we'll have London soon enough. Okay, okay. Um, what happened with what happened with the UK was that we we got accepted to Pilot's acceleration program. Pilot, yes, yes. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. That's yeah, not very yeah, easy. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's not easy at all. We we were lucky to get in in, in there. And mm -hmm. obviously we noticed the potential of, of the UK and not only the potential of the UK, but also the potential uh, uh, to be in the UK and to look at the US and even Asia, which is not that easy coming from Bucharest, Romania. Even if I, we are living in a virtual world, it's way easier to do it from the capital of the world, like London, the, the middle of the world than, than, than from here. So for us, it's a strategic move to, um, um to have uk as one of the main markets for us uh, in our in our early years no no amazing i mean pileps is one of the pioneers as far as prop tech and uh to get to get on board with them or get, to get them on board maybe uh, should yeah. i say is really is really a good good signal for not only next generation vcs but also for everybody involved and it's pileps of itself is a is a name okay in the industry definitely uh congratulations on this okay now thank you thank you very much so romania hungary yeah romania hungary and uk um do you have any like uh overall uh portfolio 
information, like how much in square meters? Of... Around yeah, around around five hundred thousand square meters of uh, office space. Okay, interesting. And uh, do you know the conversions? And like five hundred is what you cover. And uh, how big is the space leased with your involvement or support or contribution? Um, it's very different depending on from landlord to landlord. Yeah, yeah, I because, know. But overall, more, give uh, give a take. Look, not no exact figure is needed. Just the range uh, out of curiosity. Um. Um, it, I think it's uh, around uh, an average of uh, up to ten uh, percent of the uh, space leased mm -hmm. from the moment we uh, we started. Definitely different from landlord to landlord, but I think it's up to up to ten percent. So that's a very specific figure. Um, Five hundred thousand square meters approximately and about 50,000 or so leased with your involvement okay and that's the starting point for you to calculate the value brought to landlords i think we could discuss this later on uh, i don't want to improvise now but there's something specific very very specific and then um this could be also calculated like through uh, through the lens of um uh time i mean man, how do you say it? man work time i mean man hour man hour per each transaction viewing and so on and so on uh interesting okay now this is something that we we really want to do uh we're working right now on, on our first case study with skanskai we will which we will launch in the next weeks and then we will have a case study with all of the landlords we have the truth is it was very hard we were a very small team in the beginning we started five people we're now reaching 30 people but it was very hard to do all of the things that needed to be done uh, like even yeah. uh, engaging in, into creating case studies we needed to do whatever was needed for the uh, running of the business but right now we're thinking a lot we want to to get a data analyst in in uh, in our company so that we switch from like hustling uh, all the time to a more uh, strategic uh, process of, uh, of growth and basing our decisions on what you just said, like having real data supporting the results and uh, the decisions. So Bogdan, let's move on. Uh, round two, competitors. This is not a very new idea. This is not a very unique idea, uh, let's admit. How do you plan to stand out from the competitive crowd? If you want to name it, and if you name, if you want to name a company or two, and uh, explain how you want, how we plan, how you can uh, crush them or throw them the you know gauntlet or, or, or whatever, you could go through this or just in general. This is not, you know what I mean. Like entry barrier here is not yeah. that is not that high. How do you plan well, to de defend it? Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, it depends on where you look at the, the problem because we uh, the way we did this was to look at the entire leasing process of yeah. office space and try to identify all the from the small to very important problems that are on on that uh, process. Um, generally, startups 
start their business from a, a very uh, interesting niche that they mm-hmm. can solve a very big problem, a must-have problem for that. Yeah. And if we are to look at our competitors, that's what they are doing. So they chose one part of the leasing process and they're trying to do it the best way possible. From our perspective, even if it was way riskier from a startup perspective because you don't have the initial resources, we thought and we still do think that uh, the office sector is extremely um, uh, is changing right now and it's extremely uncertain. So how can we be sure that all of our resources that we put in that small problem that we want to solve if we are to act as a normal startup will be the solution to solve the problem right now, but also in one year or two years or three years. And to be sure that we will have the resources to continue. And we chose differently. We chose to look at the entire leasing process, to look at all the problems and to try try to solve the, uh, the, the problem of digitizing what can be digitized and optimized okay. in the leasing process from uh, um, meeting with a potential tenant to actually signing the lease agreement. And we do that by creating this platform with a lot of features that can be mixed and matched to answer different landlord requirements, okay. not only one. Okay. And I, I think this is the, the biggest difference from, from uh, that Brightspace is, um, uh, brings to, to other solutions. We're not just a virtual touring solution. We're not just a CRM solution. We're not just um, um, a feed out creator solution. We're, we're combining all of this. And if we, don't, we, if we are not the best solution, we're opening. For example, we have an integration with Pipedrive. We are now uh, working on an integration with Salesforce. We're we're working on integrations with HubSpot, with Microsoft Dynamics. We don't want to be like the old uh, legacy software solutions like Captive. We just want to be uh, there to bring value where we can bring value in this process, but also creating the ecosystem for, for the process. For example, we're now preparing to use our solution for one client for the divestment process, which is not not in the leasing process. It's selling the building to the follow to the to the next one, and why not? Because creating this 3D universe of the landlord, you can start imagining how you can use this as a base tool for all of the actions that are done in a, a, the real estate investment, research, pitching, leasing, renting, selling, and divestment. So we are looking more holistically at the technology that we bring, the 3D visualization connected to data and how this can be used today, but also how this can grow organically in the next years as the market changes so that it always brings value in a modular approach. Can I be a little bit more provocative? I hope, I hope I can answer your so, Look, 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 how would, you, how would you respond to this statement? What you are developing right now is actually a clever go-to-market tool for you to sooner or later become a transaction uh, intermediator or transaction platform and uh, take the bread from advisory companies on the leasing or 
capital markets side? Um, I would say that it won't happen because um, the, the knowledge that we need for the big leases, like the, the, the real knowledge that we need would mean like we need to hire all the good people from the huge companies like CBRE, like JLL. And instead of doing that, this is like a very um, tough, but also uh, maybe a useless objective because we don't want to take everything. We just want to be helpful where we can be and become a huge company. And there's so much room that we think it's way better to collaborate, to collaborate with the agents, to collaborate with the fit-out companies, to collaborate with um, developers, but also with long-term holders. And in, in the end, we even have some ideas on, of features for tenants, like specifically designed for tenants. Um, so instead of choosing a battle, we are, we are choosing to, to, to be uh, um, an interconnected solution throughout the, the industry. And I don't think, as many people said, office will die, office will not die. Many people said agents will stop to exist. They won't stop. They, if, if they're smart and a lot of smart people are working with the big uh, consultants, they will change with the market and they will bring, they will adopt technology, they will create technology. Maybe in the end, they will become a digital uh, solution, but we will be there to connect with them and to bring the, those features that are not handy to uh, be created by anyone as we are doing right now. Interestingly enough, you didn't say we are ready, like not only to help and contribute, we, uh, we will sometime merge with one of those players. I understand it's somewhere behind the screen and let's leave it there. <laughs> let's move on. We will discuss it later on. Okay, in a second. Bogdan, thanks. Round three, quick Q&A. Share with us your best productivity hack or hacks. And again, not the platform, not the, not the software, like the way you do things. Um, I rely a lot on, on um, quality time with my family. So in the evening, how, however late that is, I'm trying to disconnect. Um, meditating, running each morning, uh, taking short breaks at the office, like actually like going somewhere and just relaxing for some minutes, reading, uh, listening to podcasts a lot lately. Uh, and I find so many things that I think uh, we were su supposed to, to pay for. Um, uh, and I think that's it. Maybe reflecting. So from time to time, I take some time to um, download what, what I can from my mind, put it on a piece of paper or some uh, digital tools um, and, and start over, like going back to zero inbox policy or zero tasks and, and so on. From time to time, I need to, to stop and, and, and rethink what I'm going to do for the next interval. Yeah. That's a big list. And let me just pick one or two short breaks in the office. Technically, how do you do this? Uh, every, like every hour, every two hours, uh, you go out, you, you, you force yourself to go outside or you just get away from the computer and you, you know, walk around the uh, floor or what's, how technically this happens? Uh, 
I unfortunately is this is not uh, so organized in my head. So I just do it when I feel like doing it. I'm not thinking it. it it's an hour I need to go. And sometimes I go outside. Maybe I go to to get something to eat, like um, to walk uh, to a walking distance, or I just go and and sit in the. We are in a co-working space, and we have a lot of. Um, socializing areas like uh, couches uh, um, even boots and I uh, but I, I when I feel that I'm overloaded I just take some minutes uh, off and leave the screen leave the leave the phone and and, and just try to disconnect mm-hmm. ah, like when your mental gla- glass is all yeah. is full rather than when somebody tells you here is the tick of the clock and you need to go out exactly and <laughs> one yeah, thing that I do is actually look at look at look at the uh, videos or uh, images from uh, the, we have a whatsapp family group and obviously i'm not looking at that during the day but when i take this uh, uh, small breaks i actually go in and uh, remember who i am outside of uh, the office ah, okay outside okay. of yeah this one last question in this uh, round okay as far as uh, co-working spaces and so on so active co-working what what i mean by active co-working there's like available uh, common space and people in, mingle t- together and so on and so on now i heard some voices critical voices to co-working space especially from young companies and startups that this is uh, this has like benefits but also uh, creates some risks risks of uh, rotation or, or losing candidate i mean uh, employees in the company just because of this uh, immediate openness and immediate you know immediate um, uh, exposure to uh, <laughs> maybe more interesting offers here and now you know what i mean do, do you feel this yeah. have you heard anything like that no, no, absolutely not. I, I think that co-working okay. is, yeah, the best thing for an early stage company. And I think the culture that you create, and you can create a culture with three people. That's that's something that you can do. Is it's the culture comes from the founders, but it, it is built by the others around. So you need to invest in this right from the beginning. And if you'll have, I think that if you have a good culture, um, for us, it's teal. It's uh, you know the, the teal model with uh, flat self-managed uh, um, departments and even even individuals, um, very, very flat decision-making process. Everyone is allowed to, um, to say and, and to bring everything that they can at the, at the table. And um, we're quite happy with what we managed to, to build. And we don't, if, if someone leaves right now, it's probably for the best for both sides, right? He or she may have uh, gotten to a better place, but if it's that easy for them to choose to go away, maybe they weren't the, the, the perfect candidate for that um, um, job and they leave a, an empty space which you can fill with maybe some uh, some better candidates or, or the future, you know? What takes you from zero to one is not the same things, people, processes, resources that will bring you from one to 10. For each step of, of, of the growth of the company, you need different um, 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 different people, different kind of resources, and um, I think even different mentalities. Even, even the founders need to change a lot of their mentalities 
what happened in the first years won't happen in the last ones. So you're not uh, one of those founders that is in a in a protective mode, rather. You are more of a fatalist. Kesara, what what will what happens? What will happen? I mean, how do you say? What happens will happen. Yeah? What has to happen will happen, or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I have to ask you. Um, look, uh, on LinkedIn, I found there's a, there was a lead from James, uh, James Dearsley, right, with this uh, huge international company, and they needed a, a 3D visualization solution. Did you get this job? I mean, did you? Or are you still in the process, or this didn't work out? Uh, from my knowledge, we're still in the process. So wow! I, congratulations. Sure. So just to give from everybody knowledge, uh, I mean, some public we... information. Yeah, I will. I will. I will inform you. No, no problem. Just to everyone uh, watching this or listening, uh, guys have a lead from James Dearsley, a, a co-founder of Unisu, like known guy in prop tech industry and so on. And so the, the lead is from FTSE, two hundred fifty company with a two point five billion portfolio, and they needed somebody to cover their visualization solution and needs uh, for the whole portfolio. And uh, Bright Spaces are still in the game. Let's wish them good luck. Fingers crossed and tell us if you need okay let's move on Bogdan let's move on company so you decided to um found the company uh, September 1st 2019 that's the beginning of your business school year so to say you have founders uh, pretty much rooted in the industry uh, yourself Andre Konstantin co-founder and CTO Ciprian Pas Pashka is it Pashka uh, yes, it, it, it's Ciprian Pashka. He was uh, he's our advisor right from the beginning, and um, and president of PropTech Romania, us. which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then you have also Andrei Konstantin, founder of CTO on Bright Spaces, and you mentioned what thirty people right now. Uh, almost, yeah, almost, almost 30, 30 people. Yeah, three, three. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Tell me, are you hiring right now? Where is the biggest uh, challenge, uh, pain point to? Or for the next, for, for the whole year of uh, 2022 as well? We are we are hiring uh, right now all the time. Um, and probably the, the hardest part is still with the sales, the business developers, because hmm. um, we, we are in the educational and consultative sales process. So we are um, virtual tours, yes, were something that was discussed for the last years, but we're only used experimental. If you look at the, the landlords, you won't see a lot of them using actually virtual tours for, especially for office, uh, not to say all the other uh, digitization part. So we, need people that can be very um, empathic and, and consultative when it comes to sales and transfer a lot of the future benefits and a lot of the um, projections that we have on the future in order to get the innovators and the early adopters uh, to work with us. It's not that easy to come to someone who worked for the last tens of years with pen and paper and maximum uh, Excel sheet and say that you have a solution for that because they don't see it as a problem. So uh, it's, it is difficult. It's, it's a question for us. Do you take some people from the real estate world and, and, and teach them tech or you, do you take some tech people and teach them real estate, which is something that we just started learning because we had no experience in real estate uh, 
until um, two years ago. So it is a difficult situation. When it comes to the product, it's difficult only from one perspective is that engineers are looked for by all the, all the companies right now. And the battle is on regarding the uh, revenue that they have, the, 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 pay, the paychecks. Um, but that is something that we're used to because before having bright spaces, we were involved in 11 years in, in the software development uh, industry. So it was kind of the same um, getting engineers and designers. And now we have the 3D with, uh, part, which we love, definitely we love. And it's so interesting to get 3D from either architectural side or uh, arts and, and design side. And, so it's, these are our uh, challenges in, uh, when hiring. Okay, couple of comments. First, I think you are so young yet that uh, founders have to go through this first like stage of selling and actually getting a couple of accounts uh, and targeting like big ones international, but also like small local, you need feedback from all the uh, types of clients. Uh, first and second, as far as uh, potential salespeople, well, I would say you should focus on somebody who is in uh, in an agency, advisory company, uh, office agency, or similar, or even to be to pinpoint. I mean, to focus exactly uh, specifically at uh, prop tech companies that have already gone through this initial phase of uh, setting up sales process and educating client and so on. And somebody who survived such a such an environment will be really almost ready to deliver to, to, to bright spaces from day one uh you just yep. you well, just educate them right? yeah yeah you just educate them on the like specificity and idiosyncrasies of your product but it's relatively easy to understand basically right so you just need to understand like all the potential balls to juggle when you speak to clients of different sizes and so on so on. interesting look interesting let's move on and last but not least formula round five so as far as your funding history, you have gotten by now a pre-seed round with Sparkling Capital and Grow Chiano, right? Adrian Eremescu from another and Business Angels as well. But also uh, in July 2021, you raised a second investment round, uh, 1.5 million euros with the lead investor being Axelio Capital. And there you have also on board Sparkling, uh, Grosciano, but also Pilabs. And again, I think Pilab is the, your springboard for expansion, not only UK, but in other English speaking countries. Congratulations with that. Now, what's the plan Thank for you. the next round? Do you have already a specific plan for next round of investment? And if you can share anything, uh, that's the time. Um we are starting to think about this uh, and it may happen this year depending on the growth that uh, we managed to to have on the on the sell side and implementation and we are thinking on, uh, on trying to get um, a vc up, which is which can be a launch pad towards other uh, continents that would be uh, the ideal path to to have someone that can um, in series B take us to the big ones, like to have um, Tiger or Sequoia or um, Anderson Horowitz or uh, so on in series B. So that means that we need to have someone that has this opportunity of, of, of um, putting you um, 
in in uh, at the same table with with the big guys also by um, proving um, that we can enter in, in different um, uh, continents. Obviously, I'm I'm referring to US and to Asia. Yeah, yeah, not Antarctica, definitely. And tell me, uh, I understand you 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 didn't mention overseas prop tech investors. Is this your plan specifically? You mentioned big guys, yeah, okay, but none of them is a prop tech uh, fund. You know? I well, mean, um, I, I said that we want to reach those big, big guys, and that we would would like the Series A to uh, to have uh, a VC that can be a launchpad towards that goal. So that means that it can be uh, uh, well-renowned prop tech or uh, SaaS-oriented VC. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So let, just get PyLabs involved, engaged more, so that they have more motivation to bring you overseas to their friends in the US, for instance. Um, and you never mentioned the amounts that you might be looking, or is it too early yet? It, it, it's too early right now. We just started putting the money that we got to, to work. So we still need some months of understanding the growth rate that we can uh, achieve. And then we will be ready to start the, the new round. Yeah, interesting. So Bogdan, I think you might be uh, you one um, one of those companies that will benefit more or increasingly in with 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 COVID situation around us uh, being still uncertain. We are still in the middle of Greek alphabet, uh, as I as I say usually. There's still lots of potential there, and uh, just as I said, you are riding the a couple of waves. Uh, one of them is the like. Uh, this pandemic situation, but also advancement with the uh, related advancement with the digital solutions and um, challenges for office landlords, definitely. So you're in the right spot. Uh, I understand with the right companies, uh, with the right people as well. And uh, investor lineup. The only thing I, I can say, just you know, keep crushing, uh, keep being awesome, and good luck, all the best. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alex.